Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to my Wednesday afternoon edition. I had to think a minute there because, you know, Cindy's been off for a couple of days. Um, in case any of you didn't hear, I happened to venture off to New York for a couple of days for work slash pleasure, and I am officially back on duty on Sin's Chat Quarter. Wanted to make a quick reminder before we start off with the amazing Canadian sensation, Tiana Woods. I want to make sure to remind everybody to make it a point to try to tune in tomorrow to watch my exclusive interview with Alfredo Molino, which is going to be on the Sam Crow, which is my sister sister radio station, Sam Crow Radio. And again, you can find that on Facebook or check out blogtalkradio.com backslash Sam Crow Radio, which is all one word. That's S-A-M-C-R-O-R-A-D-I-O. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get Tiana on the line. We're going to get started. So give us two seconds here and we'll be right with her. Hi, Tiana. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm doing well, actually. I'm a little nervous. This is my first show back this week. So You're a little like, nervous. <laughs> poor Tiana gets me with this. Yes, I've been doing this for over a year now, but every time right before the show starts, I'm like, is this going to be okay? Are we going to do all right? But I think we're going to do just fine. I, 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 I got to say, I'm impressed. I've been listening to your music. I've been reading about you. You're just, you're a doll. You're gorgeous. You're just gorgeous. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, my God. Don't you look at yourself? I was going to say this shouldn't be a newsflash for you, actually, folks. If you look at her, check out her website, see the places she's been out, the people she's met. Just amazing. I mean, I'm just I'm so excited to have you on as a guest today. I think um, it's going to be neat to find out some interesting things about you. And you're from Canada, which is kind of where I actually wanted to start off, actually. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a good number of artistic talents that hail from Canada, and you yourself stand in the category with individuals such as Emerson Drive, Shania Twain, and, and Terry Clark. Um, I also have to admit that you Canadians are blessed with this beauty gene. I don't know what it is about you people <laughs> from Canada. You're also damn good looking. I'm like, what is it with these people? They're gorgeous. I mean, must be the cold. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't know what it's like by you, but I've got like snow all the way back here, and it's 30 degrees. What's the weather there? Yeah, it's it's pretty cold here. It's warming up a little bit, but uh, we're we're still in winter mode. I'm not, not surprising, but we're hoping for the next month here where it's going to be like, you're gone, and thank you, Jesus, because I'm so tired of snow, I can't even stand it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely not. So now tell me, how did um, growing up in Canada prove to be an aid to you in terms of furthering your musical career? Like, let's say, first starting out, um, were there whole opportunities in Canada, or do you find it's more... Difficult. I just lost my trip. Yeah, I was going to say in yeah. the United States, obviously, I know it's a, it's a little bit easier, but in Canada, what kind of opportunities were afforded to you there during your time there? Um, well, Cindy, it's it's taken time, I, I believe, in my career to to meet the right people, and that is okay. key in this business. Really key in this business. I've started training, singing, you know, developing my craft at a really young age. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've been singing ever since I can remember, and just through the years, my parents' philosophy was, you know, you can take any lesson you want, you can learn anything you want, but you can't quit. So right. that's how I, I started, and, and through the years when I was young, I started to learn different instruments, and that's why right now I I play five, I'm just adding a sixth instrument. So mm-hmm. I was really disciplined that way. And then in high school, I went to an arts high school, so again, for the, the training there, um, majored in music, music theater, and dance. And that was a really, really great program for me because you could really, really focus in the arts. Had some amazing teachers there. 
Um, and that's what they do. They, they just develop you and train you. Um, also in high school and university, um, I was involved with a lot of music theater. So I kind of went the music theater route first, performed in a number of shows, uh, one being Anne in Anne Green Gables, which we actually mm-hmm. took to Japan. And uh, taking the show to Japan was, was an incredible experience for us. Um, and then from there, uh, I wanted to get a university degree. That was really, really important to me. So after I got the university degree, I focused in business and got a minor in music. And then okay. from there, there really, after that, music is something I've always wanted to do, but I really started to really focus on it after university because it is a business and, and it's important sure. to treat it that way. So I think you really need to sure. do that. Yeah, and then just uh, through that, through you know, going to school, meeting people, you start to meet people in the industry and you start recording, you, you go to different studios and try out different things. But it took a while to really, you know, meet the right people and meet the right team. And right okay. now I think I'm, I'm, I'm meeting those people now, which is really, really nice. I'm working with an award-winning producer, Rick Hutt, who mm-hmm. uh, is really excellent. Uh, he he does great work, and it's always incredible to work in the studio with him. Um, I'm working with my publicist as well as my tracker, Debbie Wood, who handles mm-hmm. all my tracking for my singles, and she's doing a great, great job. She also handles booking interviews for me. And then okay. my ma- my manager, who is my dad, and uh, my dad is, is a great supporter. You know, he's always there for me. He's always pushing me to be the best I can be, and... Mm-hmm. Um, He's great. Without him, you know, I couldn't do a lot of this. So it's it's important to meet those people, you know. Definitely, and that, the more support that, that you have, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, definitely does, as a matter of fact. Oh, certainly. Now, mm. did you have, now growing up, did you have um, siblings that, uh, or siblings at all, I should ask in general, because I'm not sure that you did. I do. I have an older sister, and she's okay. a music teacher. So she's got music in her blood, too. But it's more of the teaching aspect she likes to do. She's not a performer. Um, my dad used to play uh, some some instruments and drums um, and also taught skating when he was younger. So he's got the artistic in his blood as well. And uh, my my grandma used to sing a little bit as well. So, yeah, so I grew well, up in a music background. I was just going to say, so therefore they weren't taken aback, of course, by your choice. You know, when you come home one day and you say, hey, guess what, mom, dad, whatever have you, I've decided that I'm going to go off on this artistic career. And they, they I assume, were just hands up and elated and, and completely supportive of that endeavor, undoubtedly. They've been really, really supportive. My my entire family is really, really great that way, uh, which is good because some parents aren't. And it's it's nice to have that support. Oh, definitely. I would imagine so, certainly. Um, did you find that, uh, and this is, of course, relative to Canada, of course, uh, country music to be a popular genre in that area? And, and did you personally have uh, heavy influences in your life, meaning looking at country background or country music, let's say this again, did it serve as a heavy influence for you, individuals you looked up and admired uh, in the country music industry that kind of led to your decision to go into the, that genre? Absolutely. Um, I I grew up listening to a variety of music. My dad had a really, really large um, collection of music when I was growing up and a lot of records. He still has them today. So we used to listen to a variety of people, you know, Elvis Presley, Dolly Parton, some Merle Haggard in the country genre. And 
absolutely. You listen to these people, the, the types of songs that they write are great. They share such stories in their writing, and I think that's really, really important, and I definitely looked up to that. Certainly so. Now, obviously, of course, now you're establishing this musical career. Do you think at some point in time that it's going to be an important factor to you that you establish success both in the United States and be able to go maybe back home to Canada and be successful there as well? Or do you find that you know the U.S. is your mainstay now and, and you're kind of... No, I, I think it's important to grow in each market. Um, right now, the focus has been in Canada, um, where we've done uh, a release across Canada for my new single. We have hit some stations in the U.S., but I think U.S. is, is always a secondary step for a Canadian because you have to kind of build in your own market first and then expand from there. I'm also getting um, some airplay in Japan and some of Europe as well. So we're slowly, slowly spreading it. Gotcha. Okay. Now, before we go into more of the music aspect, um, this is something when I was researching it that my children were just so excited about, so we have to talk about this. I promised them that I would. One <laughs> phase of your life, which most people may seem to be atypical to you, was your occupation endeavor as ring announcer for Empire Wrestling Federation. <laughs> um, now, for those that don't know, the EWF is, the, uh, is independently run and is the longest established running promotion in California. Now, my children's jaw just literally dropped in knowing that you had the pleasure to rub elbows with the WWE stars because in our house, yes. oh, my God, there's, there is no <laughs> higher accolade than if you have any affiliation, have ever met, ever known, WWE is like the thing at all. So first and foremost, i got to ask you, I'm guessing you may or may not have, but did you actually know or have ever met Paul Bearer? Because I, I think we all know that he just recently passed away. I think it was the last 24 hours. Uh, no, I have not met him. That is, that is one of the individuals I haven't met. We, uh, with the Empire Wrestling Federation, we ended up doing a ladies uh, wrestling pilot. And oh. that, yeah, that starred Sensational Sherry Martell. Now, if you remember Sensational Sherry, she has worked with some incredible people, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Uh, she was oh, just yeah. an incredible lady, an incredible lady. And then through that, I got to meet uh, King Kong Bundy, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Tito Santana, Sting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so some of the classics, some of the classics. That's amazing. That is just absolutely awesome. I was just like, wow, how amazing must that be, obviously. <laughs> now, which, what serves as the means to, to kind of kind of get you established into this job? And perhaps maybe you can detail for us just uh, one or two memorable experiences you had as it relates to your career in that particular regard. With respect to the wrestling or the music? Yeah. Yeah, correct. We'll just stick on the wrestling for the moment and then oh, the we'll wrestling. move on along from there. Because it's kind of cool. It's kind of like you know, some other singer I know that's been like, yeah, I used to hang with the wrestlers and now I'm singing and I'm writing and I'm doing all this. So I think it's kind of cool. No, it is really cool. Uh, my my dad actually ran the company, and he produced a lot of the shows for it. So that was my in. <laughs> and, okay, uh, that's pretty started, easy in there. Yeah, I started off. Um, actually playing music for the wrestlers as as we put together the shows and played music for them coming out. And then from there, just got into the announcing. And, and we did a lot of touring uh, across Canada, did some some shows in the States as well. So it was a lot, a lot of fun. It was really fun doing it. Um, and, and at times, I would, I would sing at those venues as well. So it tied in the music as well. I gotcha. Okay. Now, because my children are not going to listen 
to this interview, <laughs> so it won't burst their <laughs> bubble or whatever have you. It's kind of like, were you ever amazed or taken aback? I mean, I know just as the average person having to watch it, because my children do all the time, just the amount of stamina and the physicality involved with it. And I know, of course, as we all know, it's not real, although I can't say that when my children are home. But but just, do you just, I don't know, what's it like to be standing there noticing this? I mean, I guess to the average person, you're kind of like so admiring of this whole thing. And, and in reality, is it more choreography or is that physicality really a, a great part to it? Well, you know what? It is choreographed, but it's very physical. Like if someone is throwing you down on that mat, you're getting thrown down on that mat. If someone's jumping Mm -hmm. on you and and putting an elbow in your chest, that's really happening. So it's very, very physical, and these wrestlers do get hurt. So it's quite impressive to see. And I I had the opportunity to go into a lot of the training sessions as well and see Mm -hmm. how they were trained and, and how they they do these moves, so it was it was a really great experience. I imagine so. Now, curiously, I have to ask the question: If you were, you yourself had ever performed or been in that capacity as a participant, meaning as a wrestler? No, I never did any I wrestling. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wouldn't that be really cool if I said, "Did you ever do it, Tiana?" And you're like, "Yeah," and I'd be like, "Oh my god, look at this!" It's like the 57th no. attribute on a resume. No, when we when we were auditioning for the pilot, I did learn a couple of moves there, but it was it was nothing too strenuous. Yeah, no, I I'm also a dancer, so at that time, you know, you want to stay fit and you want to stay in shape and you don't want to hurt yourself. So it was important for me to to not learn it. That's okay. I kind of figured she'd be like, oh, she's like Sting's wing woman or something like that. And we'd be like, oh, my God, kids, guess what? She's a wrestler. No, she's a singer and 60 other things. But that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, no no body slamming for me. That's okay. I understand that. That's just fine. And judging by today's stuff, I'm going to a live event on Sunday. I'm like, oh, my God, the WWE has really stepped it up. It's like, wow. I remember back in the day, you know, when Hulk Hogan first started, things were so simplistic. It's like a huge stage production. It's like really a concert, if you will. I mean, all it the really work is. And time that goes into it oh, and yeah. the expense, mind you. Oh, my God, those yeah. people get paid pretty darn well, let me say. It's a, okay, it's that a was a little hoot on WWE. <laughs> That's right. And they look really hot. I'm just going to say that, too, ladies. They look really good. I'm sure Tiana would agree with me, right? They're not exactly the ugliest people that walk the face of the earth. Oh, I agree. I'm, I'm still hoping yeah. to meet The Rock one day. I love oh, the rock. my God. He's my okay, favorite. I'm going to go on. I'm on the air right now, and I'm making a promise to Tiana Woods and myself because this is the number one thing my kids ask me for, John Cena or The Rock. So if I get The Rock on the show, I'm going to have him on here, and then Tiana's going to listen, and she's going to get to call in on a question and answer session, and you get to talk to The Rock. How's that sound? Sounds good. Because you're nice good. enough to come here. I can Deal. work on that and pray like hell. Good luck with that. Deal. It's going to take Thank about you, a year, Cindy. but we'll do it. Sure. Um. Now, based upon a, a detailed glance that I took of your life story, now I noted, as you had mentioned earlier, you had your career in theater. I wanted to mention yeah. some of your other highlighted performances, meaning in The Music Men. I know you performed in Brigadoon, and that's showbiz in New York. Um, had you ever felt more comfortable with acting as opposed to singing? You know what? For me, they've always tied together. Because it's music theater, you have to do both. Actually, it's the triple threat, they call it, because you have to dance, oh. sing, and you have to act. Um, so oh. I've, I've always loved all three, and I feel comfortable doing all three. So, no, it's always been a, a bit of a package for me. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I gotcha. Now, do you think in some ways that theater had prepared you um, to offer a better musical stage performance? Because obviously you've already performed there, and now, of course, as you know, on stage, musically, there is some enhancement as it relates to uh, a stage performance. Do you think it assisted you in any way? And if so, how? Oh, absolutely. Um, definitely. The, so the music theater, because I've had to incorporate dance and, and acting, uh, just makes you more confident when you're on stage. I also try to incorporate some of the dancing in my shows when I can. Uh, I also, through the music, incorporate that as well. Actually, I'm just working on a new show for this summer, and uh, it's going to incorporate playing all my instruments. So I'm going to put that into the show. So I'm not just singing, like I'm actually doing some other things as well, which is which is a lot of fun. Man, you are a multifaceted gal. I'm just going to say that. Holy man. I mean, she acts, she sings, she dances, she does this, she does that. I'm getting overwhelmed already, and we're only in the first 10 minutes here. Um <laughs> Next question for you. Do you think that this facet of your life, meaning the theatrical performances, is a conceivable future venture for you at some point in time, presuming, of course, that you're not completely and solely intent on music alone? The th- th- sorry, the theatrical end of it or music in general? Yeah, meaning, right, the theatrical meaning. Would you be open at some conceivable point in time to maybe venturing into doing more theater or do you think pretty much your mainstay is going to become music now? Oh, um, I... I still love theater, so yeah. If 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 a role was to come along, I would absolutely consider doing that. Um, I think again, it all ties in together. And and look at some of the stars out there now, like Reba McIntyre. She's been in a number of theater shows, and I think that's good. It just shows your versatility. Gotcha. Definitely, I would agree with you. Certainly. Now, this is one interesting question that I came up with that I've never asked anyone before, but it, it just dawned on me today. I'm like, you know what? I'd like to know this myself because a good majority of my friends are musicians. They're either artists or musicians. Could you maybe name for us uh, a few of the pros and the cons which one may not gather about actually being a working musician? Sure. Um, right now, for me, it's it's like having two full-time jobs because you have to come to a point where you're able to support yourself with just music. And a lot of people, that takes time. So right now I'm I'm working a day job and also doing this. So that takes time. So that's definitely a con because you're, you're constantly working. Um, it is like another full-time job. Also, you sometimes you have to sacrifice. So if, if something comes up, um, and you have, you know, a social thing you wanted to go to, unfortunately, you have to choose the music and you have to go with the flow. And people really have to understand that who are in your life. So sometimes it's difficult, um, you know, difficult to be in relationships with people because they don't understand that. And sometimes it's just difficult to to juggle and schedule everything. Well, certainly I imagine so. Do you ever find yourself in a frenzy and almost, you know, looking back and thinking to yourself, oh, my God, this is so overwhelming. Maybe I've just gotten in over my head, or do you ever regret this decision that you've made, or, or do you feel confident that this is the right place that you need to be? No, I'm confident that, that this is the right place for me. Of course, there's always times where you feel overwhelmed. I think everybody gets that way with with any job that they're doing, right? Because <laughs> it can be stressful at times, of course. But, uh, no, it's it's what I love to do, so that really, really helps. Um, when you love doing what you're doing, it's, it's great. Definitely. And you sound like you have this passion for what you do, which is nice. And, and you're so 
approachable and friendly and relatable. And I think that's what audiences really, really like about a musician when you can relate to them and when they're down to earth and when you have the stage presence, because I watched you in a few of your different performances. And I thought to myself, you know, the music that you're playing is not only versatile, but you project it in such a way. It's as if you've been doing this for year after year after year and people can relate to that. And I think that's, well, that's you. wonderful. Thank well, you. You're very yeah. welcome. I, I well, love being on stage. As much as they can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it because, shows, too. That's, yeah, it does. It shows. I mean, you know, go back and look at yourself, honestly. And I'm not saying that just to toot your own horn. I mean, I've actually sat here and I've watched and I've listened. And that isn't a quality that everyone gets. Sometimes it has to be learned or taught. And sometimes people just have it. And you just have it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's uh, well, you're being, on, being on stage is, is like a second home to me, really. Like, I feel really, really comfortable. Um, and, of course, you always feed off the audience, too. So with, when you're in front of a big crowd, it's really, really great. And even in intimate situations, too, it's nice to feed off that crowd and just see how they're responding to your music and see how they're responding sure. to your performance in general. And it's it's great to watch some of the pros doing it, too. I've, you know, I've seen a lot of concerts, and I'm getting ready to go see a couple more. I'm really, really excited. Uh, in a couple months, I'm going to see Merle Haggard. Uh, I love I love the man. He's incredible. He's just a legend. I'm going to see Carol Baker, you know, who's one of the first Canadian ladies in country music in Canada. Um, so it's it's important to to watch these pros and just see how they do it as well, because you can absolutely learn from them. Definitely. You betcha. Before you know it, she's going to be out there playing with the likes of uh, Trisha Yearwood and Miranda Lambert. That would, would be great. Taylor Swift, but yeah, we won't do the Taylor Swift thing. We're not a Taylor Swift friend on this show. I'm just going to say that, although I know my friends hate hearing me say that, but it's true. Come on. She's like 12, and then she's singing about relationships, and I'm like, what if you had like four? Oh, wait, no, you've dated half the world. So it's kind of like, yeah, we won't get started on Taylor Swift. We're, we're sticking on Tiana today, going back to you. Sounds good. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, obviously, of course, as you cited, you have five varied instruments that you possess the talent to play, of course, and soon to be a six. Out of all of those, I personally found that it, it most interesting and an unusual choice for you to play the saxophone. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I'm wondering how had you been trained to perform with all of these instruments? What sort of formal training had you received? Well, again, I started playing when I was young. Uh, I started mm-hmm with the organ, actually, which I don't play anymore and I don't really remember because I was quite young when I started that. And from there, I moved to piano. And piano is, you know, quite a foundation for any instrument, you know, because you're learning right hand and left hand. So it's it's a good instrument to learn and it's a good instrument to learn when you're singing because you can accompany yourself as well. So from there, I learned saxophone. That was my next instrument. And uh, when I was young... Uh, basically, my first teacher told my parents that I would never play the saxophone because it was bigger than me at the time. I was I was about eight. I was pretty small. But I just kept pushing along, you know. You don't quit. You just don't quit. You keep learning, and you go from there. So I took a number of lessons. At one point, I think I was taking 11 lessons a week between all my instruments and my dancing and, and the theater. So you just you juggle it, you work at it, and you get better. And uh, now it's great that I can apply those and use those instruments in my show just to make everything inter- everything interesting and uh, just really entertain everyone. 
Oh, I bet, definitely. Had you had a specific reasoning behind electing to play the horn, or was it just something that intrigued you or you just found you were good at? How did that happen? I can't really remember how I chose to actually play it. Uh, I did play in a marching band for a little while when I was young, so that may have had something to do with it because in the bands, you know, you can you can only play certain instruments. So I played saxophone and clarinet, and... Uh, Again, in the marching band, I, I played the saxophone. So that that's kind of how I started that. And then in grade school, you, you always have to learn instruments too. So I continued developing my craft with the sax and uh, played in some classical bands as well as some jazz bands there. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, if I were to ask you what your favorite instrument is, what would you say in terms of the ones that you've played? Or are you learning the new one as your favorite well, I'd, I would say my voice is my favorite because I still treat that as an instrument. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Good answer. Um, really? Yes. Yeah, my voice. And from there, I, I'd say piano. I really enjoy piano and guitar. Uh, guitar is a little newer for me, but I've been playing it for a few years. And hopefully fiddle will be my my uh, my favorite soon. That's my new instrument that I'm working on, and uh, I've been focusing on that. So we're working on it to hopefully get it into the shows this summer. So it's quite the instrument, really quite the oh, instrument. Oh, definitely. Oh, my yeah. God, yes. I just saw some fiddle playing in New York this week, and when I was there, I went to see a Rubik's Cube band, and they have – it's an all-80s band, and they have some of the TSO members that are playing in it. And, oh, that just takes your breath away. Anybody from Trans-Siberian Orchestra just – it's a notch. I mean, I just I can't even tell you how a flute adds to a presentation and and to an actual performance. It's amazing. And yeah. it was a female fiddler too. A female fiddler. I find. Oh wow! It, you know, just, any, it was neat. any orchestra is really really impressive to see and just be in front of. When I was about ten, I I conducted an orchestra, and right. that was quite an experience, really quite an experience. My sister was involved with the teen tour band uh, orchestra in Ontario, and I just I got to know the people and, and just got a chance to conduct their orchestra at one of our uh, halls in Hamilton, and it was great, really great to do. Hmm. Now, do you think at some point in time you might make the choice to either train or offer lessons down the road to individuals, or again, do you think your schedule may not warrant that? I do teach, actually. Uh, I teach piano, and uh, I have taught sax and clarinet, so I was doing some teaching. I'm not teaching as much now because, yeah, time does permit, but no, I I started teaching uh, when I was in high school, and, and I continued throughout the last few years, so yeah, I think that's really important. I enjoy it as well. I enjoy teaching. It's private teaching, not with a school, but um it's it's fun to, you know, kind of relay your knowledge onto other people. It's nice. Sure. Certainly. Have you um, ever performed in a guest capacity, meaning going to schools or going to particular facilities to provide guest performances on occasion? I did that um, when I was in Japan, uh, when we toured okay. with Anna Green Gables. So we performed Anne at one of their... Uh, concert halls there, actually a theater where the Beatles performed. So that was great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we did that at night. And then during the day, I toured the schools there, which was a great experience. They are very, very impressive with their music programs. Like, the Japanese people are 
quite a bit ahead of us when it comes to school. And their their orchestras and their choirs that they have are really, really impressive. So that was nice to see. And, you know, I tour here when I can. Um, I find it, it's getting harder to get into schools nowadays with everything that's been happening in the school environment. But uh, absolutely, I'm always willing to do that. You're just incredible. Sorry, I had to say that. I'm just so Thank impressed. You. I'm very moved. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. Quite all right. Uh, let's talk a minute about one of my things because I'm a writer and an author myself, so I know um, I do my share of writing. And, and my firm belief is that good songwriting uh, is being able to pair your heart's reflections with an uh, identifiable rhythm to other individuals. Mm-hmm. Now, how how does Tiana go about accomplishing the aforementioned goal? Meaning I'm always interested to hear what one's process is as it relates to creating and composing. Well, with me, I've been doing uh, a lot of co-writing with some writers. Uh, a few writers are have been in Nashville and some in Ontario as well. Actually, a couple of the writers have written for some incredible people. Their names are Lynn and Carrie Chaters, and they've written for Anne Murray, Alabama, George Strait. So it's really, really nice to work with some pro people. Um, okay. We wrote... Uh, we co-wrote a song called You're As Gone As Yesterday that will be on my upcoming album. So that's great. And I think the process just varies depending on if you're writing by yourself, if you're writing with someone, where those people are, if you're doing co-writing. But for mm-hmm. me, I, I typically start with the lyrics and the melody. Like I'll, I'll come up with a line or a chorus, uh, and that comes more quickly to me. Then from there, I'll apply the music to it. So that's kind of my philosophy. And when you're writing with other people, um, it's it's very similar. But of course, then you've got a, a couple of heads kind of developing the song as well. But uh, that's that's kind of how I work, and and I find it works for me. Okay. And in your own opinion, if I were to ask you, do you think that you have composed your best um, pieces to date yet, or do you think those are still coming? No, I think that that side of things is still being developed for me, and it's important to continue to develop that. So some of the songs on my album I've written, some of them I've co-written, some of them uh, I'm, I'm getting from other writers from Nashville. So it just varies, you know, and I'm willing to use everything. And I'm not one of these artists that I have to write every single piece of music that I sing. I think it's oh. important to do the best that you can and, and sing the best that you can with with different songs. So I'm always open to listening to to other material and and going from there. Definitely. Now, on a side note here, because I did notice that one of the things that Tiana does like personally is the show Nashville itself on television. I love Nashville. (laughs) I got to tell you, I have seen very brief glimpses of it, and what I like most, because I haven't really watched the storyline, it's the two girls that are in there. For one, Connie used to be on American Horror Story. So she could do wow. no wrong because she's been on my favorite show in the world. So I'm like, okay. And then Hayden Pantieri, she's she's a young talent. She's blooming. I, I really, really enjoy her performances hands down. But what i got to ask you relevant to this is, um, because you're more along the countryside of things and, and watching this, how realistic is a show something such as that? Think? I think it's it's very real. It's very real really? and very accurate. Oh, oh yes, yes. And that's what I like about the show. Like, yes, it has some drama and some love stories in it, but I think they're very true to the business. And um, okay. 
I think it's a great show to watch, a really great show. It just shows you the process that everyone goes through. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. DVR Nashville, among 50 yeah. other shows that I have to watch for work. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just throw Nashville into the, into the group there because it's like, you know what, it's on there. Because I'm actually watching Smash right now. And so when I'm watching Smash, I'm thinking, okay, that gives me some background as it relates to, you know, singing and things like that. And it's it's an amazing, amazing show. If it wasn't for Marilyn Monroe, I wasn't going to watch it at all. And I'm like, it's very well produced, very well done. You know, I got to say, a lot of good musical stuff that's out there from a fictional perspective. You know what I mean? That they put yeah. together... I'm really, really um, in awe of that sort of stuff, actually. So if I were to ask you, um, for you personally, your higher challenge, is it in composing, playing, or acting? What's most challenging for me? For yourself, that, personally, yes. Um, I would say the composing. Yeah, I would say that okay. that's most challenging for me. Um, and again, something that I'm always working on and, and always trying to get better with. And that's why you work with the best people that you can. Um, it's great. It's it's really great. I find listening to to music too. Like I get probably around thirty songs, um, thirty to forty songs uh, a month to listen to, and you're always going through the material. So it's really really interesting to to listen to other writers and what they've done with a song, and you know how they've put it together and how they've developed their riffs in it. So it's it's. Uh, it's good to write and, and good to keep doing it and just developing that craft. Sure. I understand perfectly. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, next question for you. I'm wondering if it had been a coincidence that you had wrote and performed Dancing with Elvis, considering you share his birthday, or are you just an avid <laughs> admirer of his body of work? I had to ask that. <laughs> well, my birthday had a little something to do with it. Actually, I, I think... <laughs> I think that that song was a gift. I really think it was. Uh, I didn't write that one. Uh, it came from Nashville. But when I heard it, I had to do it. Like, it, it was just a coincidence, I think, that um, that song was, was put in my lap. Yeah, it's a great song. You know, it's made up of, well, the chorus is made up of actual Elvis song titles, which is really, mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, and it was just a fun, lighthearted song. So I think it was great and, and fun to do, really fun to do. So it's a safe assessment that you are a, um obvious, avid admirer of his body of work and enjoy his various types of music that he put out. Oh, I absolutely do. And again, I grew up with his music, listening to it. So And, and I perform some of his music in my shows today. So absolutely. It's great to keep him alive. Yeah, well, and that's just to keep him alive as the operative term because I'm like, you know, yeah. does that ever start, does it ever, see, I often wonder if it scares musicians away or if you ever become, you know, nervous about the success end of it, meaning that it would seem or appear in today's society that the more excess, uh, success rather or accolades that a particular performer arrives at, it would seem as though, you know, addiction is an issue or there are just all sorts of ghosts out there that, that haunt people. Mm -hmm. It seems like the bigger you get, the harder it becomes to stay straight. So I guess maybe in your, is that something you've ever considered or thought to yourself, you know what, I mean, this could all get very out of control and become very over the top for me. Has that ever kind of shunned you away from pursuing any of this? Uh, not really. I think for me it's really important to stay grounded. And I think having a great family and a supportive family has really helped me because they won't let me get out of line and they, they just make sure your two feet are on the ground, right? That's really important. And I've never been one 
to turn to drugs or to smoke or drink a lot. Like I've never been into those sorts of things and I've never even wanted to try them. So I don't think that that would really, really affect me in any way. Gotcha. Wonderful. Now, for those that do not know this, of course, the song itself, Dancing with Elvis, has uh, been ranked number 87 on the Canadian country charts, as I know. So I was interested to ask you, um, having some sort of newfound success like this, um, how has it changed you personally and professionally? I mean, what sort of impact has being on the charts done for you? Well, it it basically makes you keep going. Like, it's, it's really important. It was great to see the song get on the charts, first of all. That was great. Um, and it being my, my debut single, that was even better. But I think it just, um, again, just, just shows you that, you know, you can put great music out there, and if you put your heart and soul into it and you work hard, that you can make things happen. So I, th- I hope that that will inspire anyone in life, because I think that that's important. Yeah, so just, you know, it makes you want to move forward, too. Oh, definitely. I would agree with that, certainly. Um, throughout your career, now, whom would you say are the uh, singers that you collaborated with or maybe open for that exemplify as role models to you? Uh, people that I've uh, collaborated with? Yes, meaning like if you've worked with someone, if you happen to have opened for a particular individual, anyone that you, that maybe you would like or has served as some kind of role model or inspiration for you personally. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think musically, like who I've worked with. I have a lot of inspirations out there, people that I, I would like to work with, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> okay. And and why don't we go that route? Um, sure. Reba McIntyre is one. I think she's just an incredible lady. I, I really, really look up to her. I've seen her perform a few times, and uh, she's just great at what she does. You know, she's got that personality. She's got that stage presence. She's amazing with her audience. Um, she writes good music, and she's a positive role model. So that I really, really like. Um, also, I mentioned Merle Haggard before, and I really respect him and would love to meet him someday uh, just because of the stories he tells. You know, he's had such an incredible life. He writes some amazing works, and, you know, he's just a legend. Um, another one would be, I think, current would be Keith Urban. You know, I, oh, yeah. I, I saw him as well, and another great performer. You know, it's it's really important when these people are really honest and true in front of their audiences. And I really, really liked seeing him. He was really great. He was fun, uh, had a great voice, great guitar player. Um, (laughs) I was on the balcony and he came up and sang beside me. And uh, when he was done the song, he took off his guitar and unfortunately he handed it to someone beside me. So I almost had his guitar. It was really upsetting. And I I had a show the next day, and I was hoping I was going to get to play that guitar. So that was a little bit disappointing. But uh, those three artists I I really respect. I imagine so. And it doesn't really hurt, by the way, folks. This is just a single girl talking. That boy is just damn pretty. I don't care what he's oh, standing yeah. next to him. We're looking at him on TV, but that boy is pretty, and he is crazy in love with his wife. How do you not <laughs> love that, right? I'm like, he's a total package here. The guy can sing. He's completely adorning to his wife. He goes out and participates in the crowd. Kudos to that man all the way around. That's awesome. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Certainly. 
So if you um, were to reflect upon yourself for just a brief moment, um, I'd like to ask how you hope to influence the youth of today with your own music. I think for me it's it's just being positive. Like I try to stay positive with my music and, and what I sing, and I think that's really, really important. Um, so influencing people that way I think is great. Um, and just, you know, helping where you can, you know, we talked about teaching people and I think it's important if you can mentor some younger artists as well. And I've actually done a bit of that because I I was on a panel for a singing competition. So it's good that you can kind of reflect on and, and teach these individuals some of the things that you've learned in life and give them suggestions on how to improve and how to meet better people and, and how to get their foot in the industry. Correct. I get you. Now, you know I have to ask this token question because I ask this of all the individuals that I'm not 100% sure, and I should know the answer to this because we're friends on Facebook, but just so the whole crowd can hear, and especially if there's <laughs> boys listening, are we married? Are we single? <laughs> we are very single right now. <laughs> ding, 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 folks. Did you hear that, boys? I threw that out there on purpose. Yeah, you can all thank me now. That's right. Tiana uh... is very Single and what sort of guys Tiana was looking for? A fellow musician, somebody besides The Rock. Oh wow! Um, well, I've I've gone the non-musician route, and it, Cindy, it hasn't seemed to work for me. So. Oh my God! Get uh, out of Dodge, people. Go to Facebook. Look up and search Tiana Woods. <laughs> Tell me what you see, okay? Because these people are freaking crazy. That's insane. Yeah, really. I, I think again, it's really important to meet someone that can support this business. You know, because, sure. again, it's it's a hard one. It's really hard, and it takes a lot of dedication, and it takes a lot of understanding from people. So, you know, I've I've yet to meet someone that can really respect that and, you know, respect the decision to be involved with this business. Oh, definitely, and it does. It takes a lot of discipline to really go after what you want and to have the passion for it and, and just keep going no matter what, certainly. So I commend you on your efforts, of course. Um now, I've always found that the measure of a completely well-rounded individual, in my opinion, lies within their their talents and what they bring to the table, plus their measure in heart value. I'm a very big person in heart value. Now, a woman such as yourself, who still finds time to donate um, your talents to assisting worthy charities, I find is also very commendable. I know mm-hmm. in the past that you've done some work um, in terms of performing relative to cancer research for military mm-hmm. families, which to me just translates you and... and equates you to being just an even more lovely and more of a quality individual to me. Mm-hmm. Um, how had you become affiliated with these? How did you become or attaching your name to organizations such as this? How does this come about? Well, for cancer research, uh, I've always kind of been a big supporter in that and, and really wanted to help where I can. I've had a few friends that have had cancer and are cancer fighters, and my mom is actually a cancer survivor. So that's oh something God. that really, really hits home with me. So that's why I got involved with that and just help out where I can. Um, and military barbecue, or the military families, um, just, again, something that, I, that I've been interested in. I met one of the contacts at the Toronto military um, area and just really wanted to get involved with them. They said that they had a barbecue for their families every year to help support the troops and their families. 
And mm-hmm. I, I just said to them, you know, I'd really, really like to get involved with that and just help out where I can. So it's important to do that. Again, it's it's nice to see, to put a smile on people's face when you perform and just know that you're you're doing some good. It does wonders for the heart, I think. I think any time that anyone Absolutely. is involved in some form of charity, it yeah. definitely does. And, and I'm lucky to surround myself with individuals who do that on a consummate basis. So kudos yeah. to you on that as well. Your accolades you. is ringing up in my head like you wouldn't believe. Um, <laughs> Another question, and, and this is always a good one that I find to ask, and, and each person's answer is a little bit different. And actually, it's a twofold question. First of all, we live in a society nowadays, as you know, where where the norm is the American Idols of the world, America's Got Talent, The Voice, etc. Um, give me your own assessment in that. Meaning, you know, there's two theories of thought. Some people will say it's a great platform for individuals to get their name out there. Period. End of story. There's other ones mm-hmm. on the other side of the fence that are like, you know what, Reba McIntyre didn't start on American Idol. Reba McIntyre started way back doing mm-hmm. her thing in little tiny places, working her way up. So I guess I'm just curious as to your assessment of that whole thing. Well, you know, I think it's great for artists because any anything that can help someone get their name out there, I think is important. And anything that can get someone in the right venue where they're meeting the right people is also important because there's a lot of people out there in the business that, you know, shouldn't be there really. You know, they're they're not out, out to help artists. And that's it's really bad for people to have to go through that. So I think it's great. I think it gets people performing. They see you on TV, so you can kind of get noticed from that. So I I think it's great for people. Yeah. Gotcha. Definitely. Now, secondary, I wanted to go on the other side of the fence that it would it would appear to me, or one would ascertain that all genres of music carry their own competitions, meaning to win popularity and fame. Now, pertaining to your own personal journey, um, do you view country music as being, I guess for lack of a better term, one would say maybe cutthroat because there's just a million singers out there. You're all trying to get established. Country music is very popular nowadays, or I call it country rock, which is really what I think it's it's transgressing into. Do, do you really feel that it's very very cutthroat and every kind of man for himself lately? Um, in some areas, yes. I think you're always going to have artists that, that don't really want to help anyone else. They're just out to, to push themselves ahead. And then in some areas, no. Like I've had a number of artists where, you know, they're they're willing to help out anywhere they can. So, you know, if they can give you a contact, then that's great. But regardless, the business itself is very, very competitive. And you're always going to have that competition, you know. And uh, I'm not really big on the whole, um, you know, competition with, you know, songs and that sort of thing. I think that it's important. If people like your music, they like your music. But, uh, no, it's it's good if artists can work together, you know, to move ahead. Well, certainly so. Now, do tell the audience and the listening audience, because you don't have to convince me, but you do perhaps have to indeed convince your audience. Tell us one thing about Tiana Woods that distinguishes herself from the average country singer out there now. Well, I think just my background in performing, you know, there aren't a lot of artists out there that dance and play instruments. Um, so I think that's one thing that would definitely set me apart from other people, that I'm able to to incorporate that into a show and just make it more of an entertainment thing. Certainly. And not to mention the fact she's beautiful, she's talented, she's charitable, <laughs> she's educated, 
she's extremely, extremely articulate, and she's just fun. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention all that? I think I did. Sorry about that. I'm blushing, okay, Cindy. Last... I'm blushing. Oh, my God. Cut it out. Where's the guy right now to be able to see all this? You know, we're giving her some serious to good press here, boys. Come on. Help a girl. That's all I can say. Rock, Dwayne Johnson, where are you? He's single, you know. <laughs> Bet you'd be loving me then, right? That'd be quite the hookup on this radio show. Oh, that'd be great. I'm ready to go through the roof. Woo-hoo! All right, let's talk about your ballot. I'm here for a second. I kind of want you to give us the who, what, when, where, and why. Basically means, uh, you know, where you got the song from, how you developed it, uh, what it's about. Um, you know, tell us all about it, because this is your relatively new project here, so we want to kind of know all about it and how to find it. This My new single? Sorry, I missed the first... I missed the first part of your comment. Oh, you want I'm to talk so, about my new I, single? <laughs> yes, let's talk about your the who, what, when, where, and why is what I call it. Basically, of I'm there. Know okay. All, right. You know, basically, just give us a, a synopsis of that whole thing, and additionally to which how we find it or how we can get our hands on it. Okay. Uh, well, the single is called "I'm There," and it was released a few weeks ago in Canada, as well as on some U.S. and U.K. stations as well as Europe and Japan. Um, Where I got this song was from Nashville. It was actually written by three Nashville writers, Michael Mobley, Roxy Dean Jones, Jason Matthews, who are some really, really incredible people. I've actually gotten a few songs from Jason Matthews, so he's a great writer. Um, Where you can find it right now, um, it's on iTunes and it is on radio. And if everyone goes to my website, there are links to iTunes from there. So my website is www.tianawoods.com. Um, it was it was released February 4th, so it's definitely there for everyone. And uh, what it's about is it's it's really about change. You know, there are a lot of people that are tired of climbing ladders that can't reach the top. So this song is just really about taking some chances hitting the open road, and following your dreams. So it's it's a nice positive story, and I really like it. It's quite different from uh, my first single, Dancing with Elvis. And uh, I hope, I really think everyone will like the song. It's got a good feel to it. Certainly. Okay. Well, the last question that I wanted to ask you is, uh, and Glam saying, and if all of you go to her website and have actually visit and take a look at what she's all got on there, which is a bunch of different goodies for you. But the last section I checked out, which was, of course, your touring and the places you get around. Hmm. I'm in Wisconsin, and you're not here. So I'm just wondering who to complain to, and I'm wondering, are we going to get a tour in the future? Is she going to come and play somewhere? What's happening with your future as far as can we anticipate that if people want to get in contact with you, like to see you perform, to meet you in person, is that going to be possible, or how is that going to be possible? For sure. Uh, we're Right now, uh, because I just released a single, I'm I'm kind of focusing on promoting that right now. I'm also in the studio working on my next single that should be released at the end of May, beginning of June. So we're doing that. And right now we're, we're starting to book tours for the summer. Um, I actually just booked another four shows today, which is great. And uh, I'm just constantly booking and, and trying to get that new show together for the shows. But, yeah, if people want to contact us, I'm I'm always willing to come to the States. That's a great thing to do. And um, sure. we're just going from there. Yeah. Gotcha. So you just booked four events, but none of them were in Wisconsin, I'm going to bet. None of them I were in Wisconsin. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I would love Ouch. to come there. I would Ouch. love to go. 
<laughs> I have to talk to Deborah about this. Is this what it comes down to here, basically, is I have to just push a little weight here and be like, come on, get the girl to come here. This is That would be great. Yeah, yeah. let's put an event together and do it. <laughs> that would be lovely, actually, because, you know, I, I wasn't until this last weekend in New York, I finally got to meet some of the people that I've interviewed, some of the people that I've talked to. It's a really super neat experience. I absolutely love that. And um, you'll be excited to know this before we go through and tell the listening audience all of the ways to get in contact with you. Um, I will be contacting both yourself and Deborah in the near future. I am doing a documentary film, um, and so I'm always looking for contributors musically to be able to write pieces for my film because I'm in process of filming right now. So if this is something you're interested in, then I might actually be able to work with you even though I won't get you right here personally for a while. Great. No, I I would absolutely be interested in that for sure. I love to hear the words yes, Um, but I'm sure if I get (laughs) Johnson to come on the show, I know that we're going to listen to Sin's chat corner because that's our goal here. We're going to get Dwayne the Rock Johnson on this show. I'm just going to try. Now, before I forget to highlight this, obviously, just so that I know, let me go down the run and list here, Tiana, and you tell me if I've missed anything. Um, Tiana, of course, has a presence on Facebook, and you can find her there. And in case you don't know, her name is spelled Tiana, which is T-I-A-N-N-A, last name being Woods, of course, just like Woods as it sounds. I know that your music can be found on YouTube, iTunes, and Reverb Nation. If you wish to find Tiana on Twitter, she has a handle, which is Tiana Woods with the number one after it. As, of course, she prefaced before, www.tianawoods.com is her website. Have I missed any place to find you? No, no, you've you've pretty much covered it. We, You know what? If everyone goes to my website, that's the best place for them to go because all my main sites okay. are on the site, and they can just click on each social media site from there. And uh, okay. absolutely join. You know, my main page right now is my Facebook page, and uh, I think we're – we're approaching the 4,000 mark on the fan page, so I'm excited uh-huh. about that. Yeah, so yep, it's great. If people want to, yeah, <laughs> if people want to keep in touch, that's that's great, you know. And we post a lot of videos and songs on there too, and just updates on what's going on. You know, I just did a a TV recording yesterday. Um, I've got another one next week on CHCH TV in uh, Hamilton. So we we always post links for those as well, so people can see them. That's great, wonderful. But uh, yeah, okay. let's definitely do a show in Wisconsin. Let's let's do it. Yay! That's right. <laughs> I'm I'm on this now. I'm going to be at this like white on rice. So now before yeah. I let you go, I got two things that I wanted to say to you actually, just so that you know, and if you want to let your fans know and everybody else know, the minute that we get done with this live interview, this becomes an archived episode. So basically, all year round, whenever, however long I'm in existence, which hopefully will be forever. Uh, you'll be able to go back onto Blog Talk Radio on this site, and anyone will be able to listen to this interview at any point in time. Um, We are having some technical difficulties. I tried four different times to upload your music onto my program today, and for some reason I can't. So what we're going to do is go back. No, that's fine. What we'll do is we're going to go back at some point in time in the next 24 hours or so and reincorporate that onto the show itself. So this way individuals that go back to listen, they'll be able to hear your um, rendition of your song. I also Great. wanted to not forget to take 30 seconds to say, oh, my goodness, my dear friend Deborah Patricia Wood, thank you so very much because, of course, she helped <laughs> orchestrate this interview, which I can't, I cannot say enough about her. I think she's absolute, she's a gem. Not, yeah, I, no, I Deb's can't great. More than that. Definitely. Great. So now <laughs> I'm going to give you my 30-second rendition before I will let you go, my dear. So, Tiana, this is what I can tell you. Um, in case it hasn't shown in this interview, I'm just nothing but impressed and overwhelmed by your talent. I think that um, 
In fact, I know that. I very safely can say that you're penciled in for a successful future, I think, in all of your endeavors, whether it's acting, whether it's singing, whether it's whatever capacity you're acting in. I think you're just a class act, and I think you're destined for success, and I'm really hoping that you'll come back at some point in time and share that success with us. Well, thank you. No, thank you so much for having me, Cindy. I appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. I'm, you know, I'm always willing to to do another interview. And thanks Yay. for having me. And thanks for everyone that's okay. listening. <laughs> oh, great. Well, thank you so much. I will be in touch shortly, obviously. And I'm going to get um, hounding to Patricia Ver- or Deborah, Ver- Deborah, Patricia. I got too many people on this show. I'm going to talk to Deborah about getting you in Wisconsin. I'm going to harp on this until it happens. Okay, so great. Well, I I have a P2, so I can definitely work in the states, and and that would be Yay. great. Really great. Awesome. <laughs> this is great. She's making my day. All right, sweetheart, I will let you go. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll be talking soon. Thank you. All right, dear, take care. Okay, you too. Bye. All right, folks, that was Tiana Woods. One more time, I just want to go through and remind you, her music can be found on YouTube, Reverb Nation, or iTunes. She does have a presence on Facebook, and again, that's Tiana, T-I-A-N-N-A, last name is Woods. Her website, again, is www.tianawoods.com. And, of course, she can be followed on Twitter at at Tiana Woods with the number one on there. So, again, I want to say thank you so much to Tiana for giving me the time. Thank you again to Deborah Patricia Wood, who was kind enough to go ahead and orchestrate this interview. Again, I want to remind you, you can come back at any given point in time to come back and listen to my show because it's an archived episode. Hopefully, after tomorrow, we will have her actual um, extended play version of her song on here so you can listen to it. I want to say thank you so much to everybody who took the time to be able to come in and listen live to our show today. One last reminder to everybody, tomorrow, instead of being on my regular show, Sin Chat Corner, I will be working as host on my sister show, which is Sam Crow Radio. For all of you that aren't aware of it, please go look it up on Facebook. That's Sam, S-A-M, Crow, C-R-O, Radio. And for those of you that don't know, that's my platform to be interviewing both past and present members of the highly rated show on FX, Sons of Anarchy. Tomorrow, it is my distinct pleasure at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to be interviewing former castmate Rolando Molino, and that's M-O-L-I-N-O, 3 o'clock Central Standard Time, blogtalkradio.com backslash Sam Crow Radio. Check out my Facebook page, and that's Cindy, last name M-I-C-H. You can find all the details about him, how to find him, and how to find Sam Crow Radio and the interview tomorrow. So please, if you get some time, go ahead and look us up. And, of course, please encourage all your friends to follow both Cindy's chat corner as well as Sam Crow Radio. You have yourselves a lovely evening, and we'll be chatting tomorrow.